the Gentech podcast discussing business, investing, and marketing. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gentech podcast, bringing you valuable and inspirational discussion with top business owners. Today we have on Levi Jackson, founder of A to Z Support. So super excited to talk to him today about his journey into being a business owner and coaching journey. So Levi, thank you so much for being on the of podcast. Course, of course, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So I just want to kind of start backwards before you know you started owning your own business and coaching. So what was you know your first job? Of course. So when I first started out, um, first technical job when I turned 16, I started actually building motorcycle engines for a racing company. Um, that's when I relocated to North Carolina for high school. I actually started studying in high school to become a mechanical engineer. And during around that same time is when Amazon started piquing my interest and kind of shifted into the platform of e-commerce. So I know that you work a lot with Amazon dropshipping and automation storefronts, yes. but now I know, you know, this market is huge for Amazon dropshipping, but of you were course. kind of the, the first to market. And can you tell us a little bit about how you discovered this trend and really hopped on it so soon? Of course. So when I started out, I, I kind of had a couple friends within the space of selling on Amazon. I had one of them that was just starting out in dropshipping as well. And so I kind of started exploring those different avenues within the different types of Amazon selling via FBA or FBM, the kind of two big ones and figured out that the FBM business model was more for what I like to do within not holding the inventory or packaging the items myself. And so I found that as a biz better business opportunity and just kept studying and studying it over the years until I've built what I have now and today. And how many years ago did you start A to Z Support? So A to Z Support started uh, just over two years ago. Um, I've been personally selling within the platform now for close to four years. Um, started doing research basically when I was 17 and the day I turned 18, I had an Amazon account. <laughs> wow, so you were really on that and yeah. went through this you know, dropshipping process. So how were you really learning when you first started out? So when I really started out, I did take a couple different classes and programs and stuff because I am a firm believer in going through someone else's experience rather than your own. It's a lot easier than trial and error. And so that kind of got me my base knowledge within the platform of how to operate it and fulfill orders. And then I just kind of kept expanding, exploring options of my, through my own research and topics within new softwares and parameters, finding those key products that are those everyday selling products within the platform. So you were saying that you're a firm believer in, you know, going learning from other people's experiences. One, 110%. Yeah, for me, it's something that within, it's a whole lot easier process learning from someone else who's already been there and already done that, rather than trying to go down the unbeaten path and kind of form your own um, company or form your own idea about a certain topic, rather than study someone who's already been doing it for years. So obviously it makes the whole process a lot easier. And in, in, in the end, it takes all of the guesswork out of the process. So what types of resources or platforms were you really, you know, watching these other people and learning from them on? So they did have a couple of their I mean, own websites and stuff like that. There was a lot through Instagram. TikTok wasn't really around at that point. Uh, so there wasn't all the go to Walmart, go to Target video type videos. Um, but a lot of it was done through YouTube and kind of their own platforms themselves that I started learning and kind of absorbing that standard material and learning the basics of how that platform of Amazon operated. 
So you said you're learning from other people's experiences and you know, when do you start to implement and you know, get your first sale? What did of that course. look like? So funny enough, I had a, a rough start on Amazon myself uh, that I had a coach that I started learning from and everything was, material was very good, started going through it. And I didn't realize that I had a setting, one of the settings in the Amazon account wasn't verified and it wouldn't let me list products on the actual platform. So I actually spent about 90 days trying to figure out what I was doing wrong. And before I even had my first sale, even though I had products listed, they just weren't live on the platform. And I wasn't able to figure out and pinpoint that, that issue. I look back on it now and obviously laugh about it, but at the time it was obviously very stressful. So at that, once I hit that mark and got that figured out, um, I did over a thousand dollars in revenue of my first 24 hours on the platform once that was live. And so it was a struggle trying to pinpoint that, but once I had figured that out, um, I made just over $300 profit off of about $1,000 revenue. And I saw that now as something that I could scale up from there and kind of turn into now a full-time income. And how do you decide which products to sell? So from kind of my experience and learning within the platform, obviously we are utilizing softwares that help us target the right products, but I've also developed lists of parameters to pinpoint on those key products. So whether it is the actual price point of the item or the actual number of sellers, shipping times, there's kind of a few different things that go into it to de deem a product that is gonna be profitable and is gonna obviously generate revenue for us. So you said you've been doing this since you were 17. And that, you know, that makes a lot of sense why you turned this career, you know, instead of you just making money off Amazon dropshipping, you decided to help others and teach others. So when did you really see the opportunity from, you know, doing this yourself into, I want to help other people do this? Of course. So when I first started out, obviously it was something that I, first 90 days, obviously having no results, everyone was doubting me. Obviously I have very supportive parents that have gone through this process and they, they did have their doubts, especially done 90 days, they had not seen any results. And after that point, obviously I started having friends and family start seeing the kind of revenue that I was generating at such a young age. And so it was something that I started mentoring people actually in person, one-on-one -on -one, and coaching them through the process. And it got to a certain point in time that I just didn't have enough hours in the day to coach every single person that I had kind of lined up in my schedule to teach by hand in person about this process. And so it almost had an organic transition to now my online coaching services that I offer that it, it got to a certain point where I couldn't balance my personal life, work life, coaching services, everything in person and not have kind of something that uh, with how much time I was spending with in-person coaching, it wouldn't allow me to, to coach everyone that wanted to be. So how has, you know, from coaching in person to online coaching, how has that allowed you to scale your business? So it definitely has allowed that now I can teach the basic process of kind of just the click by click, the very, you do it once and you understand the process. I can now do that in a video format. It makes it a whole lot easier that it takes away from the majority of just kind of the hand, I mean, hand follow, I mean, the following, just kind of setting up the shipping templates and stuff that you do it once and you never touch it again. And so now having it as a, in a video format, it makes it a whole lot easier that the clients can just watch it, the students can just watch it once, follow what I'm saying on their screen as well, and it's set up ready to go. And kind of now I can more focus with my Sunday Zoom calls that I host with my students. I do and kind of divided them up into 
sections that I do Zoom calls with and can kind of actually coach on the nuances and the little uh, things that I've gone through over my, my experience within the platform where I find a lot more valuable and valuable in teaching students that because that's not the information that you can just find on YouTube. Definitely. And, you know, it's amazing that you've been doing this for so many years and that's why that you have all this knowledge and you want to share it with people. And what do you think the importance is of having a coach that has also been doing what you're doing and is currently doing it? Like you're currently selling on Amazon and doing automation storefronts. So Of course. Yeah. A big part of that too is just if when you have mentors or coaches that have done it in the past and have completely gotten out of it and now only coach or only mentor. It's just something that you lack the up, I mean the updates of what's going on in current market, whether it's the Amazon, Shopify, stocks, whatever it may be that you're now losing touch with the trends that are currently changing and how the platform is adapting with either new sellers coming in and I mean, with outside economic factors as well. Pandemic was something that we experienced as of recently, which was I mean, had a large impact on many businesses. But people like myself, we found that kind of loophole in that we excelled. And so actually through the pandemic and on Amazon, everyone stuck at home. They realistically had a couple places to order products from and Amazon was their top choice. So that's something that really pushed us forward. Uh, but being kind of in the trenches with working with clients and students as well and knowing the platform, it's something that you can see and give these clients and updates and on how that's shifting and how to adapt to it rather than just kind of being in the dark on the situation. And I want to dive deeper into, you know, you talked about COVID hitting and it was a setback for a lot of people and I'm mm -hmm. sure it was even a setback for you, but how did you take, you know, this, this struggle and turn it into an opportunity. Of course, so I did definitely see a little bit of a decrease on the coaching side through COVID. Obviously with the economy down, everyone was scared to start their own businesses and stuff, I mean, situations like that. Uh, but on the actual side of selling, it's never been stronger than I've ever seen it within selling within the platform. Just because so many people were forced to order products online from places like Amazon, and obviously Amazon is gonna be the number one choice for most people within within the United States. And what do you think about the rumor or when people say Amazon dropshipping doesn't work anymore? So it's something that there are people that will still teach it the wrong kind of way that they begin being working within those trenches and doing it every day. You do figure out how to operate around the new kind of rules, changes, stuff that are coming out within the platform of Amazon and how to continue to be successful by using the dropshipping method. Um, if you used it, this, if I did the same exact way I did now four years ago, it wouldn't work anymore. So how do you keep up with these new updates? So it's just something of a lot of just trial and error and as well as with myself and my team and my students is I've tried to build a very strong community base behind us that we do all communicate with each other that, I mean, students will even give me input on what they think. And so by doing so, I have a lot more sets of eyes and obviously minds out there that are trying to figure out the best solution to it. I'm able to collect the data, kind of compare on different methods of how to go about a certain situation. And by doing so, we're able to get to that outcome we're looking for. And, you know, going back into your coaching journey. So for listeners who, you know, think that I know a lot about this topic, like I want to help other people. How do you take that first step into monetizing your knowledge? Of course. So monetizing knowledge is obviously, I find that the best ways 
through organic in the beginning. Um, and definitely the reason being is just trial and error. Um, especially you can go hire people that can help you become a coach and start an online business, but sharing your knowledge within the platform and a certain topic is where you don't wanna leave anything out or miss any topics or key points. And so that's why I started doing it organically and just didn't record something once and try to monetize it. Uh, because obviously trying to do it once, it's you're gonna fail. Um, just by leaving out a single nuance here, by leaving a single nuance, it's something that could cripple an Amazon storefront and not let, not let it be successful. And so by going through that organic stage, I recorded every single one-on-one -on -one meeting I had, watched the, the kind of playback of it all, compared what I said differently in coaching and scripted everything out within my platform. Um, then I obviously video filmed everything and everything's all recorded, screen shared, everything like that to kind of deliver what I have now today. And how are you able to, you know, continuously educate and keep up with those updates in your videos? Of course, so within those, again, every, uh, so every time a new update comes out, I'm just putting out announcements within my community group chats and my platform and stuff like that. I'll make kind of side notes underneath the videos. And then every, anywhere from six months, six to 12 months, I'm refilming everything. So it's something that I will still continually stay on top of within if there's a dashboard change or something looks a little bit different that I will stay on top of within filming and recording to keep everything fresh and new that clients aren't viewing three or four year old information. And how are you getting these clients? So a lot of our traffic is generated obviously thanks to Gentech. Um, we do advertising through Instagram, uh, some on Facebook, and then as of right now, we're doing a little bit on Google, Google like ads and stuff like that as well. And how has Gentech really helped you scale your coaching business? So Gentech has definitely helped me in the side of getting me qualified clients to the door that I can then talk to them about within this process and how it operates. Um, I have worked with other marketing companies in the past, and that for me was the biggest struggle was getting that qualified client. Because even though this is a dropshipping business model, it's how the Amazon platform operates is you still do need a little bit of funding to get started based on how their kind of payment system works. And so by working with other marketing companies, that was always the struggle of getting those clients that wanted us to learn and wanted to start. But even if, again, my coaching was absolutely free, it wasn't something that they were able to start with just because they didn't have that even initial funding to get started with. That so, was, yeah, my question. So to you, what is a qualified client? So for me, an ideal client to work with is someone obviously eager to learn first off, but secondaries with funding, I do recommend anywhere from two to $5,000 within this platform is ideal. Um, anything less than that, it really is just an uphill battle with scaling through the process. Um, if it, a client wants to kind of go through the process and is willing to have that uphill battle, um, it's obviously on their own terms. I do not recommend it. Um, and then obviously past that point, I do work as well with American Express directly to provide now business funding to clients. And so we're able to qualify clients once they've been in the platform long enough for business gold and business platinum cards and get them funded for 20 to 30,000 to work with within this platform of Amazon that really takes them to the next level um, within their storefronts and their growth that now they can kind of transition from low ticket to high ticket products. And how did you form that collaboration with American Express? So I actually had a, uh, 
I actually reached out to them, kind of inquiring about it, and then I had a couple of their reps actually message me through Instagram um, about my coaching services, asking me a couple questions. Uh, we set up a couple Zoom calls, and next thing you know, I was part of their business alliance program, and kind of I receive exclusive offers towards new students and stuff like that that I'm able to provide to new clients that are basically better than what a normal person can sign up for online. And so those bonuses and discounted rates definitely do make an impact on whether you want to take part in that or not, just based off of the rewards aspect of it. So A to Z support and your coaching, how would you say that you differentiate from other coaches? So for me, how I personally differentiate within this platform is going to be my hands-on approach with my student coaching. So I know a lot of coaches are the big guy behind the screens. And for me personally, I try to take the opposite approach to it that I in fact still get on sales calls today. I'm still hosting my weekly Zoom meetings, talking my students and clients at least minimum once a week. And so I have that kind of handheld contact with a student on a weekly basis that it's not like, hey, talk to someone else, I'm too busy, uh, approach to this business model. So for me, is, and that was kind of the, the biggest downfall I saw to a lot of other courses, coaching, anything like that, was, oh, I wanna go sign up and work with certain figure, and you never talk to that figure whatsoever. And so a lot of it too is working kind of alongside with my students, I'm able to see as well where their struggles are and make new content that fits around that basis to help them gain knowledge and help them excel in that, that kind of gap that they're having. So wanna walk us through kind of what's the experience of being coached by you like? Of course, so within, after the onboarding process, which again, is all done by myself or we do have a couple, it's obviously sales guys on our team as well. Uh, once you're onboarded within the platform, you will start going through our video content that will teach you how to put in the request to sign up on Amazon and actually start the process. Once that's been done, you'll continue on with our coaching that breaks down the shipping templates and the return templates of that Amazon account to help set everything up for a healthy and long-term account. We'll dive into the process of product research. We'll briefly cover the softwares and the actual process in which we utilize to find these products. And then cover obviously the other little odds and ends of order fulfillment and listing products throughout this process. And so after that point, once you have that base knowledge is really where I can start coaching my students and my clients on those Sunday Zoom calls where I can share the nuances and we can dive more in depth of the actual order fulfillment process or product research because i could talk for amazon for weeks mm -hmm. and never stop talking about it and if i had a, even a 24-hour course no one would complete the full thing because it's just way too long in duration and so by having that kind of base knowledge given in a video format some students are completely satisfied with that they'll take that knowledge and they'll start selling and then obviously the, the students that i see that excel more are the ones that want to join in zoom calls week in and week out and put that kind of their best foot forward within this platform. And they're the ones that are obviously excelling a lot more within this platform. Like you said in your differentiation, you know, you're really hands-on. And what do you think the benefits of having those Sunday Zoom calls that are one-on-one -on -one or personal? What are the benefits of that when you are having a coaching business? So for me personally is the, the main benefit of that, and especially on the student side of it, is just having your questions answered. Um, that again, you, you have the option to message me on a Monday through Friday basis of just through chat support and stuff like that. But having that hands-on live coaching approach 
does have that added benefit that they're kind of able to pick my, pick my brain about the platform and get that in-depth knowledge that they're looking for. So I, I feel like that's the number one added benefit, but number two is also gonna be the client satisfaction rate. And so how satisfied the client is with their purchase that I'm obviously the actual person that knows, I mean, is, has started A to Z support and the founder of it, and now they can go through it, actually talk to me on a weekly basis on how I've started and built the Amazon businesses that I own today, as whether it be the coaching, automation, personal selling, whatever it may be. So how has A to Z support grown within the past two years? So within the past two years, it's definitely grown exponentially. Um, it's something that we started out as a kind of one man operation myself, teaching and coaching people within um, just by hand, right? Just having them, inviting them over, whether they're friends or family, and coaching them through the process. And now as of today, we have students that are across the globe. Um, obviously, a lot of our primary client base is gonna be within the United States, uh, but at this time, I still mentor students within like Canada and Mexico, and then I do have a couple students in the United Kingdom, as well as France. So it's kind of, it's for me to sit back and kind of look at the growth and scale of this company now, especially with me still being so young that it's kind of mind blowing to me that now I coach students across the, uh, on the other side of the world. Um, that's all I see all available to us just by technology. It's definitely incredible. And you know, it's great to hear that GenTech has helped you reach those goals and scale your business exponentially. And how important do you think it is for coaches to outsource their marketing? Of course, it's incredibly important um, because it's obviously the, the biggest word to kind of sum it up is specialization. Trust the people who know best in what they're doing. Um, for me, I know Amazon, I know how that operates. I've tried to run Facebook, Instagram ads in the past. It's something that <laughs> I don't, I'm not good at. And so by trusting someone who knows what they're doing, and that's kind of the whole process that we talked about earlier as well, within tying into go through someone else's experience. Because I'm sure GenTech, when they started the company, they weren't the best marketers around because they were still in the learning process. But as of today, they've gone through their struggles and came out the side, obviously the best marketers in Tampa. So, you know, we talk about these companies really utilizing and outsourcing their marketing and how we've helped you really get in front of the eyes of so many people. How, how is it to see, you know, people's dreams come true and to help people really be secure in their finances. Of course, it's definitely it's definitely just kind of my way of giving back to where I came from in the aspect of I wish I was the person that I met four years ago. As cheesy as it sounds, but and so seeing that growth within certain clients is just absolutely amazing that I, I've been able to I mean, transform people's lives from making three or four thousand a month. And I mean, I have clients nowadays that are making over 50,000 profit per month. Um, and some of them is young as, I mean, 23 years old. So it's kind of mind, mind boggling to me that I see now some students that are realistically coming close, if not surpassing where I was at, um, at my peak before I started coaching and kind of delegating everything. Um, for me, it's something I still sell to this day, but I've definitely scaled back to where I once was. What do you wish that you could tell your younger self when you first started? Just keep going. Um, within any business and being a business owner, whether it's your own business or having outsource, outsourcing and coaching and all kind of aspects, there's gonna be tough times. Um, and that's kind of what any business owner is gonna experience. Is, but at the end of the day, um, 
what decision needs to be led to is you're gonna have more good times than bad times. And it's something that if you do believe in what you're doing and you are having results and making a betterment to the world, then it's something that you shouldn't quit doing. Um, there's many a times that I've come close to throwing in the towel within coaching and just kind of growing within the space. Uh, but it's just something that at the end of the day, for me, just having my own kind of business and not having to go work at another job or go go I mean, work for someone else, that that's really one of my main driving factors within this space and keeping me to keep growing with what I'm doing. And do you want to tell us a little bit more about, you know, you said you've had those, those setbacks and those of moments. Course. Do you want to tell us about maybe a setback or a failure that you faced in the beginning and how you really got past that and the lessons that you learned? Yeah, so starting out in the, in the beginning, uh, one of the biggest things that I uh, obviously with growing a business is I did chose to do it through social media. And so that was how I was able to get even word of mouth of where I was at and the communication that I had. And in, I believe it was September of 2020, like a few months, I start, got the company off the ground, started running a bunch of ads, stuff like that. Um, my Instagram got hacked and I was down for and down and out for about 60 days before I was able to pay someone. I reached out to a couple different people and they found, I reached out to some guy who I can't mention names, but gets Instagram accounts back. So paid him over $5,000 to get my account back and recover it. But by the duration of how long it's been up and the person who was running it I mean, at that point was doing the Bitcoin scam, Bitcoin mining, that I lost so much credibility within this platform that by the time I started running ads again, they weren't performing whatsoever just because there was so much kind of I don't want to say tarnish on that, I mean, my name and what was kind of occurring that it just wasn't profitable. And so I went through a three or four month period after the fact that I was still on a downtrend, losing money every single month to continue coaching. Uh, but I just, I, I kind of saw the light at the end of the tunnel that it was something that I could come out obviously stronger than I was. And now kind of knowing what could happen within this business and obviously be a little bit more prepared within it as well. So how did you work on building that credibility back to your name and your Instagram? Of course, so that credibility loss was obviously super detrimental to my business and kind of my public figure image. And so by losing that, it was a struggle gaining it back just because there's a lot of people that obviously lost money to it. Um, and after I got my account back, it was obviously a terrible feeling knowing that I had people messaging me going, hey, where's my money, where's my money? knowing that they lost it to these scammers that had no idea that obviously I was out of, locked out of my account. So building it back was obviously an uphill battle with just, I had to focus a lot back on kind of the organic side of posting Instagram, even stories and this and covering so much more, um, doing little interviews here and there, just trying to build back that credibility on an organic basis to have people trust that it's actually me again. Um, and so that was kind of a, a long uphill battle. It, for me, it's, it's something that I'm just now kind of getting back to that starting point of where I was and having that trust within now clients again, uh, just because it was just so detrimental to my image and who, kind of what I stood for and who I am is I tried to help every client individual at least and kind of be on the phone with each and every client at least once a week or even answering questions, anything like that. And to have that kind of period of where I was just gone, obviously I could talk to clients that were, and students that were already within the pro program, but it's now something that I face just that outside image looking in, that obviously I have a lot more people look at me than rather students within my platform. 
So it's something that it was just an uphill battle. I had to do it through, like I said, IG stories, did a lot more posting on TikToks and stuff like that as well. And just trying to grow back that kind of good heartedness and person of who I am. Credibility is definitely a huge key success factor for someone in your industry to really thrive. You know, what other factors do you think are important for a coach to be successful? Of course, uh, results are number one. Um, that kind of goes out saying is you can say however much you'd like, but uh, you can look at a result and it's kind of stands on its own. And so by having credible results as well from students, uh, that was something that I was able to as well help my rebound is because I would tag students within my results. That way, I mean, if there's any questions about it, message their Instagram and go, hey, I just saw this on Levi's story. Like, I, I try to have as much social proof as possible coming out of that as well, of uh, just kind of knowing uh, where the kind of key points are to rebound within that space. So that was something that I, I did learn as well within the results aspect and, and kind of keeping that successful was results are always key because a person can lie straight to your face and tell you oh yeah i'm the best coach around but if they don't have any results to back it up they're a pretty untrustworthy person and so by having those results and being able to generate those results for students uh, within the platform it's something that did definitely help credibility be regained and how did you use your results in your marketing and to really you know show people looking at your ads and to really see that you know you have that social proof and you can coach them to be successful of course yeah so using results is is realistically just student testimonial videos um students have gone through coaching their generated results as well as mine um obviously clarifying the difference between the two uh, but posting those directly within the screenshots of them um, as you would kind of see in a typical advertisement on Instagram or Facebook, but having those pop-up results that you can see of where we're currently standing within the market and how we're performing against maybe the results of our competitors. What do you think a coach in your industry needs to know in order to be successful? So a coach in my industry, uh, as definitely starting out within this platform, I feel like customer service is gonna be the number one, number one key point. Um, because there are a lot of knowledgeable coaches within the platform of Amazon and just finding the person that is the right fit for you is going to always be the best option. But making sure that they have that level of communication with you and will keep that level of communication sustained while they're working with you is going to be the biggest and most important thing. Uh, because I've had many students that have came through now my coaching from other mentors and even whether it be an FBA or FBM, any business model within the platform of Amazon, they started somewhere else and ended up with us just because that level of communication and they're not able to get their questions answered from their other coach and they're forced to join other coaching programs or courses. And how have you been able to really strengthen your communication skills? Because like you said, that's something that really differentiates you and, and sets you apart and it's so important in the field. So how have you been able to maintain that communication with your students and you know really utilize that? Of course, so going into formation of A to Z support, first off, that was one of my biggest factors within the platform was keeping and maintaining that. So that was always one of the biggest things at the forefront that I focused on. Um, but the secondary thing to that was just practice. Um, just kind of having set times where I'd look at student chats or as well as just filming ads and having communications via video chat or podcasts, anything like that definitely did help excel my kind of public speaking skills. 
And we talked about how, you know, your Instagram got hacked and obviously that was an experience where social media had maybe harmed you, but what's an experience that you've had that social media has really helped you get your brand and your name out there? Of course, it's definitely helped me expand uh, just my social network as well. Um, whether it be student or like-minded business individuals, it's something that's definitely helped expand my network and my, my people that I have uh, communication and you know, connection to. Whether it be related to Amazon or not, that it's definitely opened doors and opportunities for me in other business platforms. So that's definitely a, a positive thing. Uh, but it's also kind of helped expand my horizon on just clientele and what kind of other people are going through at certain times. And for me, it's just, kind of make me look back and really be thankful for what I have as well. Um, and kind of certain situations that those other people are going through that are all, I mean, worse off than I am. It's really kind of humbled me as well in that aspect um, and kind of keep very grounded and down to earth. I feel like this is kind of interesting because you are a coach. Do you think entrepreneurs are born to be a business owner or do you think people can learn? Um, I feel like it is a combination of both. Some people are born to be entrepreneurs. A lot of it, I feel like, is more a learned aspect of it as well. Um, for me, I, I, so long story short, I started my first company when I was about six, six seven years old. Um, and I would bake in the evening, about once a week, every other week. I'd bake cookies and brownies and go door knocking around my neighborhood and sell baked goods to my neighbors. And so that was my first kind of company. Uh, that I started and so from there it kind of kept growing. I've owned a couple mobile detailing businesses like throughout high school and stuff like that. Then I started working at that first real kind of job. So I had a lot of little odds and ends here and there and it was just something that at the end of the day is I really truly enjoyed building my own companies and kind of growing them to obviously certain scales within my age, right? Uh, but now it's something that I do truly have passion behind. With that is I do feel like it can be learned um, it can be taught of how to start a business, how to run a business. There are coaches out there for that. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it is truly the I mean, sole discretion of the person who's looking into it, of whether they think they were born for it or they can obviously be taught that, that kind of, uh, taught that idea. So with that, it is kind of a give and take 50-50 uh, on that. Mm -hmm. When would you say the right time is for people to utilize A to Z support and utilize your coaching? Of course. So for us, it's, it's something that we do mentor clients anywhere from uh, brand new, just heard the word Amazon, never looked at the platform before, um, all the way up to someone who's already experienced in having sales and revenue. Um, we're able to take our expertise and either educate them within the basics, bring them up to speed, and then go into the more nuances and in-depth details of product research or the parameters, anything that we utilize. Or again, we can take someone who is more experienced, already going through the motions, and help improve on those systems that they already have in place. So it really is up to the individual of where they're currently at. Um, we do see clients as well that come in and maybe have gone down the wrong path and we try to correct that as well and then get them back on the right path within the platform. And within your industry, you know, it is kind of a newer industry in the online coaching aspect. How do you define and measure your success? Of course, uh, my own success is I only comparable to my own success. Um, for me personally, it is something that I have had a lot of mindset coaches as well as a couple business coaches as well, um, that you can look at their success and it makes no difference to you. Um, at the end of the day, it's you versus you. 
and it's kind of what you have to make out of life. And so by comparing yourself to someone else is only gonna be harder on yourself and not be able to give you that drive or that you It's something that may affect your mental health even, um, that won't allow you to perform at your best to outperform yourself. And so that's something that I did struggle with for a while is I do have a couple friend, close friends that are mentors and coaches as well. And looking at their success or where they've had, maybe they've been doing it a little bit longer than I have and really getting down on myself. And so rather than trying to look down on myself, I try to look back on where I was at 12 months ago and looking for growth between those stages. And so that's really something that's important is measuring your growth between yourself rather than looking at someone else. I think that's such a great lesson because a lot of people do really judge their own success and compare it with, you know, other people on social media and within their same industry. So it of is course. important when you're measuring your success, use yourself versus others. And I think that's definitely also important in your program with um, all your clients and you know you see exactly. each other but being supportive is of course super important. exactly results across the board that we have students that have been working with us for obviously over two years now within the coaching versus a client who's just joined and now they're trying to strive for those results that took a couple years to generate they're trying to do them overnight and so that's a big thing as well and it doesn't just go in the e-commerce community either it's it's something that with all businesses and uh you anything that will affect mental health and beauty standards and all that kind of stuff is all affected by that kind of comparison between one another. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's human nature as a whole, uh, but by comparing yourself to your own version of yourself is obviously the much, much better pathway to take. Definitely, and like you said, you're measuring based on, you know, 12 months ago and how has Gentech helped you by running your ads and getting your name in front of people's faces. How has that really changed your business and how have you watched it grow? Of course, it's definitely streamlined and helped my process uh, a whole lot by giving and kind of taking what key parameters we're looking on to improve. Um, what I've seen with other agencies is, well, I mean, the request that I get is, I, we need more and more content to post, more this, and it's very vague rather than pinpointing or even scripting what I need to provide. Um, to grab those kind of attention uh, because as kind of technology continues and as the new industry of obviously mentoring emerges, uh, it's only gonna get more competitive. And so by being at that forefront and knowing and working with obviously some of the best marketers, it's something that I'm able to stay at the forefront within the industry that I work in and not fall behind the competition. So to wrap up this podcast, what is the biggest takeaway that you hope our listeners learn? So I feel like the biggest takeaway for sure from this entire podcast would be obviously with one is if you're trying to take something and learn something new is to strive and do that. Um, but obviously for me personally and how I view and what I've been able to accomplish as well is to learn from someone else who already knows and has done better than yourself. So if you're trying to start a business, whether it be any kind of e-commerce or stocks or crypto is to obviously learn from someone else who's already been there and done that. By having that previous knowledge, it will make your journey a whole lot smoother throughout the entire process. And so that's the first takeaway. And then the second one is once you've started that business and once you're going through growth is to look back on where you were last week, two weeks ago, a month ago, a year ago, and only compare your growth compared to yourself because it is something that can definitely impact mental health and, and growth as well. Uh, by the performance of how your company is, is growing uh, by just trying to compare yourself to other people rather than your success and your growth rate. 
Well, Levi, thank you so much. That is a great lesson. So do you want to tell us where our listeners can find you online? So you guys can find me online primarily on Instagram at a to Z Jackson, as well as you can find me um, on TikTok. I do have a couple other accounts as well that go by a very similar username. So I do have a couple different TikTok accounts that are all ran and managed by me. And we just obviously try that for different growth performance advantages. So. And my name is Naja Sasa, and you can find us at, at Gentech Marketing on all social media platforms. Levi, thank you so much for awesome. being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you guys next week.